You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. I'm KC, I'll be your host, and it's great to be back with a full-on brand new episode of the Sega Lounge. Last week we had a, you know, sort of new, sort of old episode. We had a news desk and uh, memories of Sega, but we had an old interview, uh, a rerun of uh, actually an amazing interview we did with Corey Marshall of Shenmue. But this week we're back in full steam full steam ahead with all our interviews we have several interesting interviews lined up for the, se- the next few weeks so i hope you will enjoy uh, the following shows we have for you guys of the sega lounge this week we have uh, a great interview with the man the creator uh, the creative mind behind sonic the hedge blog so as you probably know if you listen to the Manic Monday show, um, I came across Sonic the Hedge blog because of something that TSSC did a few weeks back called uh, Metallic Madness. So they put, uh, you know, they asked people to vote for some websites, some community websites, and some Sonic characters. There was a, sort of a tournament or, or, or something. I'm not really sure, but whatever is the case, Sonic the Hedge blog. Uh, went up against Radio Sega and they won! <gasps> dun, dun, dun. But uh, I found out about the blog and I found it really, really interesting. Awesome stuff, really amazing uh, content. And so I thought to myself, why not uh, you know, talk to the man behind this? So we have Arlan from uh, Sonic the Hedge blog today on the Sega Lounge in an interview which I think you'll find very interesting because he's not only the man behind Sonic the Hedge blog, but also some other interesting past and present projects in the community. And you guys should give uh, should give him your money and support him on Patreon as well because he's been creating lots of interesting posts on several different blogs. That being said, we also have uh, a video with use Memories of Sega this week dedicated to a Master System game. Hmm, hmm, yeah, indeed. And also the return of Shedded's news desk. So go to radiose.ga slash discord and join us there for some fun times and some, you know, some chat with like-minded friends. Uh, tell your friends about Radio Sega. Tell your friends about the Sega Lounge. Uh, we have awesome live shows. We have amazing Sega music. So why not spread the word and spread the love uh, about Radio Sega with the world? That being said, people, it's time to start the show. Don't forget, tweet at Radio Sega if you want. Hashtag the Sega Lounge if you want to tell us something. If you want us, uh, if you want to give us some ideas, some comments regarding today's show. And the show starts with our sweet soul brother Shedded and his news desk. News desk. 
Hello and welcome to the Sega News Desk. This week I'm one-handed for the time being, as I've gotten a small thumb injury. But that won't stop me from providing you with the latest in the sensational world of Sega. And no, this isn't an April Fool's joke. And speaking of which, something's got announced that deserve to keep an eye for. Sega recently released the 8-bit version of Bayonetta on PC. This is essentially last year's April Fool's from Platinum Games, which consisted on a Flash minigame featuring the Umbra Witch, and now features achievements. Although, there are some secrets involved, as two of the achievements for the game reveal a website featuring a countdown to the 11th of April at 4pm British Standard Time, 11am Eastern Standard Time, and 8am Pacific Time, teasing an upcoming announcement related to Bayonetta. A revision of Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey is set it to the 3DS in Japan, codenamed Shin Megami Tensei Deep Strange Journey. This spin-off of the popular RPG series features a refined system that was developed to be easier to play and additional elements to introduce a deep demonic experience, as well as a new character and a new ending route. This game is slated to fall 2017 in Japan, but no word on the Western release. Remember that the Total War Warhammer project was so large it would take three parts to get the full experience? Well, Total War Warhammer 2 was announced. It'll introduce new classes such as High and Dark Elves, Lizardmen, and the secret Unannounced Race. The game will continue with its Total War type gameplay, while adding a new style of narrative campaign that will offer hundreds of hours to the game, as well as combining the maps from the first Total War Warhammer game. Side note, from this point forward I shall refer Total War Warhammer as Total Warhammer. The name's a tongue twister, Jesus. After those exciting announcements, we hot on to some updates, mostly regarding Persona 5, which has been released two days ago, and so far the game's getting a lot of praise for its narrative and gameplay. However, there's some controversy regarding Atlas's streaming and uploading stance on the game. Currently, they are asking content creators not to post specific plot points or story spoilers, as well as a checklist of do's and don'ts for the game, and limiting video content after reaching the in-game date of the 7th of July. Additional rules are on the official Atlas blog. Do you feel Atlas is doing the right thing for content creators? Vote on the new Newsdesk ballot, over on Twitter! Results will be revealed on the next edition of the Newsdesk. The remastered version of Castle of Illusion has been quietly resurfaced to all digital stores after its removal back in September. There is no reason as to why they placed the game back, but it's rumored to be a license renewal of the Mickey Mouse brand. It's currently available for $14.99 across all stores. As the desk nears its end for the week, we have something that was beyond our dreams. Pixel Love is releasing a Dreamcast history book, officially licensed by Sega. According to the Dreamcast Junkyard, this collector's book showcases every single piece of the Dreamcast, from its conception until its death, and it's showcased in a similar fashion as their previous history book about Sonic the Hedgehog. It has 350 full-color pages for 38 euros for the standard edition and 80 euros for the limited edition. It currently has no release date and will be initially launched in French. The pre-orders are live now at the Pix and Love website. And that is it for this week's news desk. I've been Shattered, you can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindBT and on Twitch at Darkwind underscore. See you all next time. News desk.
Thank you so much, Shedded, for this week's news desk. Some interesting news. Don't forget to vote for uh, the news desk poll regarding uh, Atlas's, uh, you know, content sharing policy. Do you agree with it? Do you think they should make things a bit differently? Tell us uh, what you think by going to Twitter and you know, follow at Radio Sega. You'll see a tweet that we just made with a poll. You can vote. And the results of that poll will be announced next week during Shedded's News Desk. That being said, it's time to move on. It's time to play some music, take a quick music break. And when we come back, it's time to welcome Arlen to the Sega Lounge. You're listening to Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7. And this is the Sega Lounge. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. This week, it's uh, a pleasure to welcome to the lounge a very special guest. We have Ryan, uh, a.k.a. Arlan. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm pretty overcast at the moment, but uh, otherwise fine. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Uh, I, I have the same problem, so you know, let's, <laughs> hopefully the next I couple of not. days will, will help. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not, you don't have any problems, Rafsig. <laughs> you know, how, how unlikely would it be for the guy living in Britain being the one with good weather? Yeah, I, I have good weather here as well, so don't 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 speak like that. But yeah, but I I've, I've been I've been I have been under the weather, not the country. So it's 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 no, it's life. So don't worry about it. So Arlen, 
for those not familiar with your work in the, the Sega community, would you like to introduce yourself, talk a bit about what you've done in the past, what you've been doing right now? Sure thing. Uh, so a lot of the uh, sort of old bees uh, would probably remember me as uh, the creator of uh, Sonic Fan Games HQ uh, way, way, way back in the day. <laughs> uh, that would have been... God, that would have been like 99, probably, uh, or something like that. Um, a, uh, uh, a hub of... Uh, a hub of a website that people could go to to... Uh, talk about Sonic fan games or uh, post their games online through click and play and click and create and uh, multimedia fusion and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. that was like really cool at the time like that was when I was I was probably only about 16 or 17 uh, when running that site but and that was uh, stupidly popular at the time as well I think it used to be I think Sonic HQ was probably the, the number one Uh, site for the time and uh, somehow this on the on the uh, Sonic Stuff Research Group was number two um, and I ran that for a few years um, not really making too many of the games myself but uh, really uh, started up a lot of these uh, the uh, sort of fan games and ROM hacks and stuff that sort of get made now uh, then um, so did a lot of that stuff um Then ran another website called uh, Secrets of Sonic Team for a little bit, uh, which was more of a extension of the old, uh, some of the old websites uh, prior to wikis and stuff, where you could yeah. still uh, get like, uh, oh, these are all the screenshot uh, or the uh, photos of uh, magazines with old images and stuff like that of stuff before they came out and what differences were. Uh, that's that, that website's still up, but I don't really have much access to it anymore. Um, that that actually, I, I I have never heard about that one. So that's Secrets yeah, of Sonic the, Team. That's that's an interesting. Yeah. one. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Actually, Ooh. there was a website called uh, Secrets of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was like one of the really early early games on the SSRG mm -hmm. um, and I sort of then uh, uh, wanted to take that over when I didn't have enough time to run Sonic Fan Games HQ um, but still wanted to do this sort of stuff and that lasted for a little while um, then started to actually get into game development and did a whole bunch of other stuff started other websites um, I started a, a Xbox Live Arcade blog for a little while, which then became a, uh, then got moved to a, a Gamma Sutra subsidiary website called Gamabytes. Mm -hmm. um, this is all the same time while I was doing, uh, I was a QA guy for uh, Chrome Studios in Australia, working on games like uh, The Force Unleashed for the PSP <laughs> and lots of other games that no one else has ever remembered. Um, <laughs> I've got the question when you when you finish. By the way, oh, uh, well, we can we can get that now. I can I can cut, keep talking about other stuff later. My question is, how many hours per day did you manage to sleep during that time? Uh, I mean, Chrome Studios Adelaide was actually quite cool because we were sort of in, in uh, we had a we were sort of embedded QA, thirty uh, people or so, but the six of us that were QA on it were still in the same room as everyone, so. 
we could actually talk to the team and and we'd hang out and stuff which was really nice compared to like a lot of other qa uh development groups that would just be you know completely different room and not really like talk to anyone else um but that worked out uh pretty well i mean there were definitely times where we were there till 3 a.m 4 a.m uh, especially back in the, the days, because uh, to actually get that tested and running, they had to compile the game on their PCs and then get the... Um, what was it? Compile it on their PCs. They'd have to burn it to a disc and then put it into the PSP uh, dev kit. And then you had to burn those off, you know, eight, eight of those uh, for everyone to actually test. Uh, and then actually see if there was that problem was still there, and then have to go back the pilot, which would take another like 30 minutes, and then burn them all, which would take another hour, and then you could see if that one bug's been fixed again. Good times. So very long and shitty <laughs> process, but I mean that stuff's a lot easier now, uh, especially now that I'm working on mobile games and stuff like that, where it doesn't take a whole lot longer to yeah. uh, to actually comp- uh, compile and promote it and just download it through some web portal you've got set up and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so uh from there i um so from uh working at chrome studios i then moved to uh brisbane in australia and uh, joined half brick studios uh and i made it there i became a game designer uh on a game called age of zombies uh for the psp uh for the minis uh line of stuff mm-hmm. uh which then uh and just a little bit after that i became uh just after that half rick then made uh, fruit ninja yeah uh, which became an extremely popular and crazy project that kind of took over the company for a little bit um and uh from that point um i will i I made a whole bunch of prototypes that will never be re- released, which is really unfortunate for me. But <laughs> the uh, worked on. Uh, I was work. I worked on Fruit Ninja for a while. Once the original developers wanted to move on to a new project, uh, I then uh, took over design for Jetpack Joyride for Jetpack about two and a half Joyride. years. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Designed. I was really addicted to Jetpack Joyride for <laughs> a while. Yeah, I, I was addicted um, to both of them. Mm. Um, like I designed for Jetpack Droid, uh, I was the designer for the Sam, the strong arm machine. Yeah, uh, in the game, that. which was like one of the yeah, so that sort of stuff. Trying to come up with those, uh, coming up with all the different. Um, we, we made a whole bunch of different modes and stuff later on. Uh, that were like short time things, like a... Most of the, the vehicles had some kind of Other special yeah, humor to um, them. We did make... Uh, so what we did uh, some... Uh, we did... Uh, we did some... Um, we did some vehicle skins later. So we took like some of the older ones, uh, but then gave them a different, uh, different visions, like a whale uh, for, for the bird, or instead of the jet ski, it was like a rubber duck and stuff. We did make, but well, the biggest uh, mode that we added was a Back to the Future mode, which uh, allowed you to play as the DeLorean and the uh, hoverboard. Uh, so those were new ones that we added on in later, though I don't know if you can actually go buy them anymore. Um, um, and then, I don't know, some weird stuff happened and they didn't need designers anymore, so uh, I didn't have a job uh, there anymore, uh, which was a bit sad. Um, but since then, I've moved to uh, Pickpock in New Zealand. Uh, where I've been the designer for a game called Doomsday Clicker, 
um, which uh, has been really, really good, uh, where you're an evil mastermind who has destroyed the world and you try to build a underground bunker to uh, profit on people uh, who as you need do. to survive. As you do. Yep. Um, I was also, well, I've also worked on a game called uh, Rival Stars College Football, uh, which is a uh, American football game, uh, which is it's it's kind of interesting and cool uh, considering you know it's a New Zealand company making an American football game. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, but uh, the best damn one as just best damn one we can. So uh, I think we did a pretty good job with that one. Um, and uh, currently working on a new project as well. Uh, during all that time, I also made uh, I got addicted to making different vlogs. So uh, on uh, Tumblr. Uh, mm-hmm. So I started making one called Old Game Mags, which was uh, going through uh, either scanning myself or using scans that are already online of posting articles and covers and ads from old game magazines from back in the day. Uh, I've got like back in my my parents' place back in Adelaide, I've still got a couple of fish crates worth of magazines from the 90s that really aren't doing anything and aren't worth much, but um, <laughs> they're kind of there. But it's great. It's great to have I, somewhere online to to you know just look for these old magazines. I think for uh, uh, as a Sega fan, I I remember fondly my my old magazines, and I, I think yeah. most Sega fans do as well as as people who who love other you know games and companies as well. You know, game game magazines were our only source of information back in the day. So. For for, yeah. for for video games and what what's coming yeah, next, next for the internet? Yeah, yeah. That, it's not that, now, that, really, like yeah. So so it's nice to have somewhere to just you know uh, look back at these and and reminisce. It's yeah. a, a good nostalgia blog here. From that, I then started one called uh, the Video Game Art Archive. Mm-hmm. I've actually had a website called that ages ago, but sort of didn't have enough time to update that. But making a blog worked out a bit better. But what the what that one's for was actually uh, when I was working at Halfbrick, we had a really good scanner. Um, <laughs> so I started uh, like a 600 DPI, like A3 scanner. I was like, oh man, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started uh, going, well, I've actually got all these old Sega games. Uh, and I really like uh, Sega Retro and Sonic Retro blog, uh, the wikis, uh, and their whole goal is to try to get, you know, the highest res, bestest yep. quality art or uh, covers for that. So I was like, wait a minute, I can do that. So I just started doing that at work there, um, but then started realizing that a lot of these uh, manuals and guides that I had had artwork that was kind of shit online. It was just like not available. Mm-hmm. Uh at all or in really low quality so yeah. i was like wait a minute i could do something like this and i can start actually allowing some of this stuff to exist online in far better quality than it was before brilliant idea uh, so i started doing that and said oh, i can make a blog out of this and so i just started doing that and now i've just become addicted and now i've got hundreds of different manuals uh, sitting in uh getting them from online either through Japan, from uh getting japanese games and uh, for as cheap as I can, and then finding the artwork in them, um, and so both of those uh, then got to uh, sort of the newest blog, which you know I don't, not like I already ha- didn't have a lot of work already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I started a blog called Sonic the Hedge Blog. 
which was initially kind of uh, allowing me to reuse some of the assets from the game art archive and old game bag stuff, but just filling up, filling it other, with other useless information that I've uh, got from the Secrets of Sonic Team website and Sonic Retro and all those sorts of things and trying to put it into a much easier to digest form. Yeah. Uh, and that's been really, really fun as well now. But it, it, there's not just, you know, as you said, useless things here because you have lots <laughs> of interesting information. Actually, uh, and I, I think I, I shared this with you when I uh, sent you the, the, the invite for, for this interview, but I actually wasn't aware of this, the existence of this blog uh, until a couple of weeks ago when uh, TSSC you know, did that metallic yep. madness thing and uh <laughs> it was radio sega versus sonic the hedge blog which i thought wasn't a thing was just a twitter account or something and then for fun i was actually doing a live show at the time and i for fun yep. clicked your twitter profile and found out about the blog and um if if people listen to the podcast of my show that day, I actually was quite impressed with uh, the amount of information we you, you got here, and uh, a few yeah. things that I wasn't aware of, uh, like um, I remember the the the, the, the secret credits uh, you know, screen mm. for the, the original Sonic the Hedgehog game. Uh, I I didn't know about that at all. So that's that's something interesting for the Japanese version of something. the game, right? Yeah, so like a lot of it has been for me is actually just going through and for that. Um, it's also uh, the other thing as well is like when I, uh, at uh, at uh, Pickpock, um, I'm kind of a resident uh, GIF maker as well. I like making GIFs for uh, Doomsday Clicker and College Football and all the games that we've sort of released to try to use that for our, uh, our promotion on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so this sort of allowed me to try to harness that that stuff, which I wasn't doing for the game art archive and old game mags, but just for all this uh, Sonic stuff that I've been, uh, I've sort of had in my head for a long time, and uh, being able to edit things like, like the the secret credits have been the thing which has just been around for you know years and years, but not in very, it's like just an image of a bunch of credits, uh, rather than actually going uh, having an animated GIF of like this is what it actually looks like when you do that, um, and then. Part of that as well is being able to do something like that one, for example. I like added uh, Yuji Naka on Twitter uh, about how they uh, and like Naoto Oshima and stuff like that, and then they've then retweeted and liked those things. So yeah, uh, it's a nice way to try to get <laughs> hey, it's a nice way to try to get uh, engagement uh, through that sort of stuff and uh, try to get a bit more uh, prominence with that. I do the same thing on uh, Game Art Archive and. Um, where like I think the official Konami uh, account has occasionally retweeted like some of the oh, what was it uh, the Parodius artwork that I've mm -hmm. uh, posted or uh, rare the rare Twitter account will retweet some of the magazine stuff that I've done um, and stuff like that so try to get more a just more try to get more people to actually look at the blogs that way uh, through their uh, through their channels yeah um and, yeah, that, that's uh, a good way to like promote that. your stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, get, going through that stuff's been really cool. Yeah. So, by the way, um, I I think uh, Ravsik's question is pertinent once again. So, 
Sonic the Hedgehog, Old Game Mags, uh, Video Game Art Archive, Your Job, Your Day Job. How much time do you sleep every day? <laughs> um, a lot of it, a lot of it ends up just being like a late night on a late night on a Saturday or something like that. Or uh, I try to get some gym in as well <laughs> sometimes, but um, <laughs> that's awesome. limit as much of this stuff as well. But uh, it can be quite. Uh, it does end up taking uh, quite a lot of time. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the funnest, some of the funniest things at the moment is just me going. Uh, when I when I started this vlog, I ended up buying the uh, in Australia they released a uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog box set. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've got like a just a, a, for like twenty bucks, like because it's not really worth a whole lot. Um, but I've just been slowly watching like occasionally like an episode of that just to get clips from it, and some of them are just super weird. Just going back to it now, <laughs> what they would, what the hell were they doing in this spot? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Like I posted, uh, I just posted one. Well, the thing also with this is that I also I've set them up on Tumblr to be on a queue, so I've just got like a huge queue of this stuff just oh, sort of waiting. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I forgot about uh, that. Like you can got, like, you can schedule posts, right? Like for the hedge blog, I've got like three hundred in the queue, and then about another two hundred in my draft folder of either like magazines stuff I've already posted you know, on Game Art Archive and stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to repost those but also just like all these I'll take a day like last week I went and took a day and went through uh, Sonic's uh, was it Sonic uh, Game World for the Pico yeah um, and just finding really really weird uh, things in that game um, or I'll yeah I'll do the like the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog I went through an episode last week and just instantly found like three or four different weird things that are in that one episode. Like, I just posted the one I just posted on the, the website today mm -hmm. was um, there's a scene where like Robotnik's using a machine, uh, using a computer to look up something, um, but it's actually making all these sounds from the Super Mario Brothers three show. <laughs> so it's just making like put it on. Uh, you know, jump sounds and like all this sort of stuff, and it's just like they wouldn't have cared at the time, and no one's bothered to really care about looking at this episode for the last twenty years. But it's just like, what the fuck? What the hell is that? <laughs> and just put, making that into like a half, half a second uh, or like a, a ten-second uh, video, uh, and just seeing what that is. So yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's that's some interesting content there. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. So I'm I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad uh, I, I found out about this this blog. Uh, although now we have to have our revenge because you guys beat us in that metallic madness <laughs> thing. Uh, so we'll we'll have our revenge next time. You know, when when you say you guys, you actually mean yeah, one guy, right? Just just you you guy. Yeah, my my <laughs> bad, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll just have to kill him now. No one's watching. Oh, yeah. oh, no. he's, he's, he's going oh, to no. have his share of, of the pain in a bit, isn't Yeah, he? the revenge is coming. The revenge is coming. He doesn't know about uh -huh. that yet. But... <laughs> okay, so Arlen, um, let's let's talk a bit about um, you know uh, your your. So people can can find this obviously by going to SonicTheHedgeBlog.com, and it's got interesting stuff you know, being posted every day. Uh, at least one po one post per day, or more than one post per day. How one post a day. 
uh, at the moment. Um, okay. True. Uh, yeah, so I've got it set up. Uh, I've got uh, old game makes will post th- three things a day. Game mm-hmm. art will post four things a day. Okay. And uh, and Sonic the Hedgehog will post four things a day mm-hmm. as well. Awesome, awesome. And so uh, going back to to the, your other current projects, Tumblr projects. So you can also find oldgamemags.tumblr.com and just look at some old old magazines. Um, do people actually send you something or some some you know uh, old magazines or just scans of old magazines for you to post or is this uh, everything is is yours no well a lot of them aren't actually mine uh i, I have actually i have done some scans of them myself mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them will come uh, i started doing them myself but then realized that there's a uh, a lot of people online who are also dedicated to the preservation of these magazines. So um, there's actually another website just called oldgamemags.com, which is not affiliated at all, but it's actually run by another Kiwi guy, I think. Uh, those guys will, um, people will post to them uh, scans of lots of old magazines. Uh, and um, as well as, uh, what is it? There's a retromags.com and a few other ones. Mm-hmm. And scanned in every issue of like a, of like Nintendo Power or EGM and, and stuff like that. Because um, if, I, if I scanned stuff in myself, it would only be like Hypho and Megazone and a few other like Australian magazines I remember. Uh, the other thing as well is that... Because uh, uh, I did try selling some magazines a long time ago uh, that I had, but uh, magazines are heavy. Uh, they are basically impossible to actually send around uh, for uh, for a small amount. It costs a small fortune in order to actually send that stuff around. Yeah. It's just so heavy. Uh, and uh, so, what I'll end up doing for that is going going through mag going through websites, finding a magazine that sounds that looks interesting or might have a, a good inf- a good cover on it or a few different articles in it. Um, Use the download the PDF. Use a web a program to then extract all the images out of the PDF, and I'll go screen by screen and try to find something either an interesting article or review, um, and see what that uh, see what that person's talking about. A weird like sort of maybe a, a an image at the top to put in there, and uh, or and then a post about that thing. So it might end up being like. Uh, uh, it might go through EGM uh, magazine, an EGM issue next, or something like that. So, I think that's uh, in a few, in, a bit, in about a month's time. I think it'll get through to a bunch of EGM uh, magazine stuff. But it's it's cool because I've been listening to, uh, I used to listen to like OneUp.com podcasts and stuff like that, where a lot of those guys are still around, yeah. um, and on Twitter. So uh, you know, I'll go. You know, here's this. Uh, here's a uh, uh, here's the rev- like it'll be here's the review for Yoshi's Story, uh, and uh, you've got uh, like John TV who's uh, John Ricciardi, uh, and you've got uh, Crispin Boyer and a bunch of those guys who reviewed that back in the day. So I can then like at them saying this is what hey this is what you wrote 20 years ago yeah. about this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, and stuff like that. Seeing if they, <laughs> I don't know if they be... actually like it or not. Sometimes they like it. <laughs> that that would give a, a great sure podcast. They always right? like it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they always like it. It's just if, oh, yeah. If there are sometimes they probably don't even just bother saying so because it's almost yeah. taken for granted. I mean, who who doesn't love a nice trip down memory lane? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's yeah, it's it's fun going through that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I as I said, I think this would give a, a great podcast. You know, just uh, record a podcast inviting the the previous the the you know the the, the guy who, who reviewed a, a game, for example, and yeah, talk about that. How was it to test this game back in the day? Do you still yeah. agree I with mean, your score or something? That would be interesting. Something weird. Like, where did you? Do you think the game actually aged well? Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. I mean, there are some guys who that actually feel better now that's 20 years past the release date, and some others you just look back and go, geez, I can't play this anymore. I don't know how I could back in the day. Yep. I mean, half the time, if anything, you know, like back, especially on EGM, where like four people had to review the game, mm-hmm. uh, a tweet's worth of a of a response as well like I don't know <laughs> you know it might actually be that A they I mean they would have played it at least a little bit but it may not have been like everyone has to complete this 30 hour RPG or something like that um uh but who knows on that on the, on those cases but um some of them have just been really cool just going back to articles and stuff like some of the craziest ones for me is like uh finding magazines of from 1982 uh, like really, really, yeah. really old, like Atari stuff, like Atari stuff, because the magazines of that time were actually trying to be more like, like, like actual journalists, and like, here's a we're gonna sit down with the head of Atari, and here's like some ancient photos of them in their office and stuff like that, saying, <laughs> no, 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 Atari's fine, like nothing's going to go wrong, uh, and everything's gonna be up and up enough in 1983, and then it all exploded after that. Um, <laughs> Indeed, it did. It's there, like really eighty, like really early eighties. Like, oh, it's a, it's a. Hey, here's a cute girl, and she's playing centipede, or something like that. Uh, and it's, like, as the cover and stuff like that. Um, there's actually a really good article in one of them that I posted actually to Gamma Sutra a few years ago. That was, it was a woman in the game industry article uh, from the nineteen eighty, from nineteen eighty two or nineteen eighty four. And going through like uh, Roberta Williams and uh, the the person who made who made uh, Centipede, I think, as well, uh, and still seeing that there's still so many issues, <laughs> the same set of issues from 30 years ago uh, or 35 years ago now, yeah. are the same issues that we still see today. Yeah. Yeah. 1982. Wow, a woman, a woman in games world. Uh, 2017. Wow, a woman in the industry. <laughs> yeah, things never change, unfortunately. Well, some, some, some do. Yeah, some do. Uh, no, definitely cool. getting a lot better now, which is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I just yesterday I was at the EGX Rest, and there was an impressive amount of women there. Actually, I would say there were nearly almost as much women as they there were men. So yeah, things I, are I, I think, it, I think it, it has to start with the fandom. You know, when more more girls, little girls, are playing video games now, then 
maybe when we were young. Yeah. So when we were kids. So that's something positive. It, we we definitely stunted the growth as a whole, just purely by the the uh, promotion of games and stuff being very boy focused at the in the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, which is good. Yeah. But let's only get better from happens. here, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So let's let's move to uh, the other box. So video game art archive. You already talked a bit about this. So you you post interesting art, uh, mostly from manuals. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, mostly from manuals. So what I'll do is, uh, so for that one, I'll go and buy. Or at the moment, I either I had the manual before, or I'll go buy the manual um, from online. Uh, there's a couple of websites that allow. Uh, I think like Lukey Games and a few other ones will allow you to buy a manual. Uh, some of the stuff is um, actually that uh, in terms of uh, Sonic stuff, um, there's a uh, an eBay seller that just puts a lot of stuff up every day, uh, and they'll do like uh, whenever they uh, buy a Sonic, whenever they have a Sonic game that I don't own the Japanese version of, I'll try to buy that. Um, but then to get the cost of uh, postage down, I'll buy a bunch of other like really cheap, uh, <laughs> crappy games from Japan. <laughs> or sometimes I'll put up manuals and stuff as well, uh, and then just buy a lot of those. And then I'm hoping that they will actually have really interesting art in them. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, which sucks. Um, but then I'll buy those. I'll then extract everything out of them. Uh, so I'll, I, uh, when I moved over here, I bought like a really nice big scanner, like with, with A3 uh, scanning uh, capabilities, scanning all that stuff in, uh, and then uh, trying to uh, then uh, going through it. So what I'll do, uh, so basically I'll go buy a game um, and go, okay, here's here's the cover, here's the booklet. I will scan, I'll go through it and go, oh yeah, that's that's some pretty weird art in there. That. Uh, um, or that's something interesting. Um, I will then use uh, Photoshop to sort of cut out around the art. Just use like a, a really simple, the uh, really simple cutting tool, uh, going around it, trying to make sure I collect everything. Um, and then uh, I will then uh, put that into different item, different objects, um, and then just be able to post those online once they're sort of done uh, in a big backlog. Uh, I can't really have a huge backlog. I've actually done like I've kind of done like the next year's worth of updates. I think already because so, so I was, now, like, now I just can, kept on buying more and more stuff. Now you can relax and just you know w- uh, see the, the issue the, is that just see see the the auto posts uh, you know come in. And <laughs> well, that's the issue then. Is then I started another blog called Sonic the Hedge Blog, which then takes up even more time. <laughs> and so I'm just doing that instead, instead of okay, you know actually so trying to get a life or something. Uh, I, I, th- <laughs> I think I think we need to recommend you to a doctor or something. You know, you have a problem, my friend. You have an I'm, addiction. I'm kind of addicted to it. Yeah, you have. I'll an run addiction. out of games. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you, my friend, are the 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 very definition of a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. I should actually sit. The issue, if anything, right now is I don't sit down and play video games very much. Um, I'm starting to get there a bit more. I'm, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Okay. Trying yeah. to actually sit down and play. I bought The Last of Us mm-hmm. and Uncharted 4 and uh, Ratchet and Clank on PS4 because they were like 20 bucks each last week. And so you now ju- I and have you to just force scanned the manuals. Them. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> what makes it well, that's the issue is that like all new manuals are 
doesn't have manuals anymore. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, they, they just redirect you to to a website with every kind of every yeah. asked questions. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot of these, like a lot of the manuals I'll go through are of games that like people may not have heard heard of before, or like will have just the weirdest art to them as well, or just references to things that it's like why are they even referencing this this doesn't make any sense um for example uh, i bought the manual for uh the original teenage mutant ninja turtles for the nes mm -hmm. and it was just like okay uh, so it's got like you know a bunch of like weird art in it from uh from konami at the time but it's also got like the the text in it is super weird and like makes zero sense to you now like so here uh it'll be like uh talking about donatello here's the here's the art for donatello as a character and he said and it says the dreaded bow not to be confused with everyone's favorite 10 is donatello's uh form of amusement what the <laughs> what, are, what are they even what are they even referencing uh and what it actually is is a uh uh, it's a uh, female uh, actress who uh, was in a movie called The Perfect Ten. Oh, from like nineteen eighty-seven or Bo Derek, oh. yeah. So, like in the middle of this Nintendo manual, they're referencing Bo Derek <laughs> in like for no, like no child's going to know what the hell they were talking about even back then. That's that's really fun. Whoever's writing these is having a real fun time, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> making up a lot of crap. Um, but then I'll also find games like uh, one of the one of my favourite ones that I posted recently on there uh, was I bought the Japanese version of a game called Balls, uh, yeah. uh, called B A L L Z. Uh -huh. It was a crappy. Fighting 3D fighting game uh, for the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. uh, where everyone that. was made out of balls. I remember right? that. One, yeah, actually. I remember but, that as well. Yeah. This manual, which I which I bought, has what the characters actually look like when they're not balls. Oh. So it's like got the strongman character, but they've actually gone and drawn what he looks like in real life. It also has a lot of little uh, manga comic strips in it about every single character in that game. And so you look at it now, it's like there's so much effort being put into Balls 3D for the Japanese audience that no one had ever seen before in the Western audience. Yeah. That it's just like, this is amazing. There's like so much effort mm. being yeah. put into a game that no one remembers anymore. Maybe like, someone there does. It's just that we won't ever know it. Yeah. Yeah, but the the part of the game art archive is really just to get people to be able is not you know not I, I do have a Patreon for this stuff so people do help me uh -huh. uh, extract some of this art uh, by allowing me to actually purchase some of this stuff. But a lot of it is just to allow people to finally have some of this artwork available for use online. Um, I've like I've seen uh, like one of the ones I remember doing was a. Uh, uh, Bubsy, mm -hmm. uh, Bubsy the Bobcat, uh, because yeah. those manuals had color artwork in it, and it had like a comic book in it as well um, about the about Bubsy and every single movie did, and all the enemies and stuff like that. And then I've actually seen, I think, the, the Foot of Ferret 
uh, like Dubsy in nine minutes uh, sort of videos that he does uh, did use some of the artwork from that blog and I was like yes yeah, awesome that's great because that's entirely the purpose of having all this stuff up there is that mm -hmm. people can use it I don't yeah. care if people don't uh, tell people that it was me who posted it uh, or anything like that I just want it so that people can actually use that stuff same thing with like uh, F-Zero uh, has a really good uh, has a really cool comic book in it and character artwork of, of uh, Captain Falcon but none of that stuff has ever really been available online outside of being like a 200 pixel by 300 pixel sprite uh, or image of a really bad JPEG um, but now it's available at like really high resolution and if people <laughs> actually want to use it they can it's Captain Falcon anyone and pretty much a lot of people are surely be interested going to be interested yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah. one of the most um, popular stuff with characters like, ever. Yeah, and like even like Super Mario artwork is really not available that uh, that much out there. I mean, a lot of this stuff is definitely more available somewhere on a Nintendo server where they've had the high-res artwork available, but um, it's just not available online. Uh, or it's games that like you know, yeah, people have totally forgotten and will never come back, like uh, like the original Ninja Gaiden and and stuff like that. Character artwork from the Japanese or the American versions of these games um, that are completely different to each other. So, yeah, and that's all, all, all always interesting to, to see the differences between different regions. You know, same game, mm. different region, different artwork. That's always interesting. Yeah. Mm. Even even the box arts. You know, especially um, nowadays, we, uh, there are some differences, but not you know, not as many uh, as before. Because uh, in the the, the sixteen bit, the eight bit, eight bit version, or eight bit era, um, games had completely different box arts. For example, the master yeah. system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Western box arts were sometimes you know just a, a hand holding a cart. With a picture Wait. on it and the, the, the title of the, <laughs> the, the game, <laughs> and in Japan it was an awesome. Or my hero or something just has a fist on it. Yeah, exactly, and... exactly. And and in Japan it, you had amazing art for 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 that that game, and uh, you know you, we we got ripped off over here, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit on the, on that side, um, yeah. and even with some of that stuff, like uh, I actually just came back from America. Um, because I did a uh, I did a talk at uh, GDC, mm -hmm. and uh, while I was there, I just bought like a Amazon Prime account. I just got an Amazon Prime account for like thirty, the free one for thirty days, and just bought a bunch of uh, Prima guides from the nineties for like five or six bucks each, uh, which will have artwork in it that isn't available online. So I've got um, I got a Pokemon Yellow guide which has like all the characters and stuff in there. Um, so, and that's not available online at all at any reasonable resolution. So, I'll get around to extracting all that sort of stuff out uh, eventually. So that's got every every Pokemon and stuff in there. As I said, a problem, my friend, a real problem there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even when you're working. <laughs> awesome stuff. So. Uh, Arlen, uh, let's take a quick break now. Let's let's play some music. Cool. So you you requested some some great music uh, for us to play, and and that's what we'll do. 
right now we'll just play a um, couple of tracks actually um, we'll play a Sonic Rush track and a Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform track, track as requested by you and we'll be right back with, with more with Arlan and we'll also have a surprise for Arlan Ooh, that's a really nice surprise. So here is <laughs> Chili Castle from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And, you know, we'll be right back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega.
adding some blast processing to your day. This is Radio Sega. Right here on Radio Sega. This week we're uh, here chatting with Arlen. Hello, Arlen, again. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Ready good, for our good, surprise? Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Consider this a payback for defeating us on that Metallic Madness <laughs> Yeah, so um, I didn't tell you this, but all of our guests have to go through something. Uh, on on the Sega Lounge. Uh, the reason why I didn't tell you this is because I wanted you to say yes to my invitation. Uh, I wanted you to come on the show. So if I if I had tell, told you this, you know, it would be a deal breaker somehow. And so it'll be fine. Yeah. So this is something we call the Sega Lounge Challenge. But to get you in the proper mood, we need to play the intro to the Sega Lounge Challenge. This is my favorite part. So, Arlen, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. 
Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Indeed. So, Arlen, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, so it, as the man said, it can be anything we want. Okay? And so All right. Maybe we'll just play some music from Sega games in reverse. Uh, maybe we'll have a pie-eating contest or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I do. It's, we won't have any of those things. We'll have something different. So, my question for you is, how well do you know and remember past posts from Sonic the Hedgehog? Okay. <laughs> it's uh, a... Uh, I've probably... <laughs> Uh, probably not too bad, I reckon. Yeah, I think... Hasn't been around for that long. I think this this is actually quite easy, I have a feeling. So I have ten questions. <laughs> we we have ten questions for you. We have like a quiz. A Sonic the Hedgehog quiz. Uh, we, we'll need... Uh, we, these are multiple choice questions, so even easier. But we'll need uh, fast answers. So you'll need to think fast sure. and just answer what, whatever comes your, to your mind, mind first. Um, these are ten questions. Uh, actually, nine questions and something different. But you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. I've, you, do you have the, that, that sound from Sonic the Hedgehog? The, those five seconds before Sonic drowns. You should be playing those, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to, to give Arlen some much needed pressure. I, I, have, okay. I have a 10 second timer, but that's the, not exactly the same thing. This is the 10 second timer, by the way. <laughs> but I, I feel this is, you know, 10 seconds is too much. Uh, but, you know, that, that background noise should put him off enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's start. Let's start. We have 10 questions for you. So let's start with the first one. Ravsig, would you like to go first? All right. Here I go, Arlen. Are you ready for the first out of the 10 questions? He's not. Sure thing. Okay, I, I, I will assume you are, so I'm going to begin it. In October 1992, Australian publication Megazone reported on Sonic being big in A. The knitting scene in Sydney, B. The rave scene in Sydney and Melbourne, and 3. The cricket players scene in Perth. Uh, that would be B. The rave scene. So, Casey? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's right? He is! That is correct! That is Yay. correct! Yes! Yes! Very good, very good. That was a poster, I think, in um, uh, in the magazine. It was a poster found in the magazine, I guess, and they were using Sonic as a, a icon of a rave party or something like that. As a, It's like, it's going to be cool, so we'll use Sonic. Because that's cool back in 1992. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the, the article was interesting. Fast. You know, uh, it, it talked about the underground rave movement or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> cool. 
uh, edgy. Anyway, question number two. Ready? Yep. Okay, so in Sonic 2, on the Game Gear, there are some unused monitor uh, designs, and one of them is, you know, actually appears hidden in a wall in a Crystal Egg Zone, but its visual is obscured. It has a little running Sonic on it. What does it do? Option A gives the player a continue. Option B gives the player a speed boost. Option C gives the player five extra lives. That would be A, continue. A, continue. That's that's a good one. That's almost almost a great one, but unfortunately. Um yeah. I'm sorry, but it's correct. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, it is very correct. <laughs> it's correct. It's uh, correct. Obviously, <laughs> yes, yes. It gives uh, the yeah. player a continue. Very good. Number three, Rafsig. Okay. Here it goes. Let's see if you actually saw your own posts from like four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> In the American version of Sonic's Game World, Sonic and Robotnik have a money fight. What do they do in the Japanese version? A. Punch and kick each other. B. Have a chili dog hitting competition. Or C. Throw pies at each other. Uh, that would be A. They kick and punch each other. Say C. C is better. No? No. <laughs> I think a pie fight would be great. Yeah. <laughs> it would. Okay, so what do you think, Raftic? Is the man correct? Mm. Unfortunately, it's three out of three. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I have uh, in the backlog. I've got the other version as well, uh, as a as a thing that'll come out <laughs> soon okay, enough. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice! I'll I'll be be checking it out. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four. In Sonic Adventure 2, there was a special kart racing event dedicated to another classic Sega franchise. Which one? A. Space Harrier B. Outrun C. Fantasy Zone That would be C. Fantasy Zone Damn you! <laughs> I'm actually pretty impressed. I mean, Ar Arlen actually knows his stuff. It's like... <laughs> a lot of people on your position would be just like posting stuff for the hell out of it and you actually show you're showing you care about what you post that's commendable I think yeah that's why the that's why the website exists is because I need to get all this stuff out of my head somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's an outlet for his addiction uh. Yeah, that was yeah. a really fun one to actually find because even in order to even get that post, it's like me getting a Dreamcast emulator, downloading the DLC oh, for yeah. it from Sonic Retro onto a uh, pretend VMU, and then figuring out how the hell to even play that thing in the first place, and then make a GIF out of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you 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 posted a GIF about that, yeah. It was interesting, you know. Because like a little a text, it was you know a little. Oh, in in a uh, Opa Opa. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually called Opa Opa something. I think I I remember that while I was doing the 
uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out and let you know in a bit. But for now, we yeah. have another one, another question. This is a should I call it a question? Maybe. So would yeah, you like this... to would you like to ask this question? It, this is not multiple choice, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not multiple choice. So you you, you just need to figure out what the answer is. Uh, exactly. Arlen. So Ravsi. In other in other words, this is not going to be extremely easy. It's only going to be very easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Opa Opa Kart Racing. That's the name of the event. Ah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's Omo Chao uh, driving around a, a special kart with. With an Opa Opa design, actually. Hmm. They did another one as well with uh, with an egg robo. Oh. Uh, for whatever reason. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but it's it's actually a, a pretty nice, pretty nice uh, card mm. there. Yeah, I, I would love to have uh, this this version of or, or this card in a, a future Sonic and All Stars Racing game. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. So, Ravsig. Okay. So here goes the non-multiple answer uh, choice question. If Tails lost one of his tails, where would he get a new one from? <laughs> that that circle was awesome. <laughs> uh, he would have to go to a retailer. <laughs> 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 no, 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 seriously. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually laughed out, out loud when I saw this for the first time. It's brilliant. Dude. There we go. So, <laughs> so like those. So basically, um, as a kid, I actually collected all the Ladybird books because uh, they came up in Australia and I, I'd buy them. So I've got all the adventure game books and all that sort of stuff, as well as this terrible joke book. <laughs> puns, but if anything, it's kind of neat to have all this like artwork of uh, different characters and stuff that they would just reuse, like different poses and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. I'll, one day I'll eventually I'll probably end up posting every single bad joke. In that <laughs> so oh, I, I think I think we should do this again. So Rafsig, would you like to ask the question again? And Arlen, would you like to give the answer so we can do this properly on the radio right now? Fine by me. Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, so if Tails lost one of his tails. Where would he get a new one from? Sure. A retailer. There we go. <laughs> Much better. Uh, uh, that was required. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Very good. Well done. So, uh, I, I lost count of how many questions we've you've answered, but we have... Five out of five. Okay, so five out of five. Not bad. So, let's go with number six now. In the intro of Sonic the Fighters, Dr. Dr. Robotnik's name is misspelled. What's the typo? Option A, Dr. Robotic. Option B, Dr. Robotonic. Option C, Dr. Robot Robotronic. So, Robotic, Robotonic, ro Robotronic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the B answer is B, Robotonic. Hmm, so... Robotic, Robotonic, and Robotronic, and you say B, Robotonic. 
final answer? Yes. Ah. Well done. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well done. Well done. That's that is indeed the correct answer. Excellent. So, uh, number seven, Rafsig. Okay. So here's number seven. Sonic. I I'll be interrupting it in the middle of the question for for the curious uh, tidbit. Uh, Sonic, uh, <laughs> Sonic makes a cameo appearance in Soleil slash Crusader of Sinti. What does he say he is? If you talk to him, A. A very fast hedgehog. B. A cool hedgehog. <laughs> C. A gallant hedgehog. He will say that uh, he is a gallant hedgehog. So C. So option C, a gallant hedgehog. That is obviously correct. Well done. Just, yes, just yes. A, a question. Uh, what's the what's the name of that game in Australia and New Zealand? Uh, I'm guessing Soleil. Soleil is European. Crusader of Saint is American. And in Japan, it's what would be translated as Dawn of the Era. So. <laughs> Which so, one of it, so it would have been, uh, I think, would have been Soel. Yeah. Uh, because we, yeah. So we're the the, the Pal uh, region, right? You're, you're still in the Pal yeah. region, I think. Yeah. Like we sometimes things get sometimes things get weird. Like uh, sometimes a game will come out in here under a different name again or, or earlier and stuff like that. Sometimes the game just didn't come out at all. Like. If anything, that game may not have actually come out in Australia at all. Mm. Um, it's it's a great game. Uh, I, I like this game very much. Yeah, and Sonic no, appears no. in uh, Anemone Beach, by the way. If you're yeah um, thinking of playing Soleil or Crusader of Senti in the near future, go to Anemone Beach, and he's just lying there, uh, sunbathing. And he says, he says he's a gallant hedgehog. And if you mess, uh, don't mess with me or something, or you'll get burned. I think that's what he says. It's a weird little like uh, thing that they added to that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> edgy once again, edgy. So he was, you know, just chilling at an Amity beach, and then he went to a rave party in Australia. Anyway, uh, next question. My turn. So, in Outrunners for the Mega Drive, what are Sonic and Tails seen doing in the intro? What are Sonic and Tails seen doing in the intro? Option A: shooting out the Sega logo while riding one tornado plane each. Option B: shooting out the Sega logo while driving a red Ferrari each. Option C: shooting out the Sega logo while driving a red Ferrari and a yellow Ferrari. Yeah, the answer is A. They are shooting out in a biplane. Are you sure? Final answer. Uh, yes, yes, I'm going with yes. And you're correct. Well done. <laughs> the suspense was killing me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to have to look at uh, with when I did that one. I'm not 100% sure, but I kind of feel like the. The tornado that they use in that one might be the same one used in 
Sonic CD's uh, like DA Garden section, like you know when that like little world is like uh-huh. rotating and stuff like that. At least it's very similar, so I'll have to okay uh, double check you on ha- that. You have a great. It's also a case where that yeah. thing only is also a case where that might uh, they actually removed that from the American version. Uh, so they okay. just removed that thing for some reason. So it's only in, only in the Japanese version of Outrunners. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah, that's probably the, the case. Okay, very good. Um, question number nine, Rafsig. So here we go, goes your chance to go nine out of nine in wait in a Japanese commercial for Sonic Advance. Sonic runs past people. What does he do that causes a, a kid to think magical? A. Ran so fast that a girl's skirt was lifted by the wind. B. Ran so fast that the bully fell face down on the floor. C. Ran so fast that an old woman dropped her wig. Uh, that would be A. Uh, he upskirts a girl uh, <laughs> in a very awful way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that it, that's one was it. when I saw that. It's like, oh, that'll 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 get popular. Of yeah. Just how bad that thing is, but. I, I love I love how they would never be able to get the, they'd never be able to do that now. Yeah, they, they, they could have just you know they could have just showed the kid looking, but no, they added magical. <laughs> that's, um, that's amazing, and that's one of those ones where like a lot of the stuff for the hedge blog is tr- trying to find stuff that I think will get a lot of reblogs and a lot of uh, retweets as well, of, like just weird stuff. And I think that one has currently got over four and a half thousand notes on Tumblr. Uh, so people sort of noted that one and went, ah, yes, that one's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so we have one final question for you. Um, an easy one, as, as per usual. So, let's see. Amy Rose makes a secret appearance in Knuckles Chaotix if you input a code into the color test. What is the code? No, I'm just joking. Uh, she will. She will be dancing. Yeah, I would not remember that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she will be dancing and saying, "What?" A. Cool, wild, and groovy. B. Cool, red, and juicy. C. Cool, sweet, and catchy. A. B. Or C. I'm gonna go with uh, C. So cool, sweet, and catchy. Is that it? Is that your final answer? Yep. This is the final question, and you <laughs> you could have you know you could have a, a perfect score here. So, do you, are you sure you want to go with C? Put it all on the all on the line and go for C. Well done. Well done. Well done. That's exactly correct. So we have a perfect score here, uh, and it was indeed cool, sweet, and catchy. Uh, cool, wild, and groovy actually was was a reference to Sonic Adventure. There's a track there called "Be Cool, Be Wild, and Be Groovy." By the way, so yeah, that's, that's what I thought of when I saw "Cool, Sweet, and Catchy." So that just that track it. plays on the Ice Cap Zone, right? Uh, yeah, it's the the you know yes. the snowboarding snowboarding section. Yeah, exactly. 
Well yeah, that one, um, yeah, if I had to remember the numbers for that one, that would not work. Uh, <laughs> that one... Super yeah. weird, because like, it's not even just a... It's not even just... Um, in the, in the, it's like a display test or like a, it's like a visual test or something yeah. like that. It's more like a debug option that they they just kept into the game, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's great though. It's three a different Easter numbers egg. or something like that. It's super yeah. bizarre. Yeah, but it's a great Easter egg, so and it's it's cool to have that there. Okay, so well done, Arlen. You you got ten out of ten, so that's amazing. Uh, you get. Uh, something you get the Sega Lounge official seal of approval. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you that in a bit. Uh, we actually nice. ha- we actually do have a Sega Lounge seal of approval uh, right now. So let me just you know just there we go. So there's there's a Sega Lounge seal of approval, <laughs> uh, and that's for you. You earned it. Uh, <laughs> It's our, our trademark uh, seal with, you know, opposable thumbs for some reason. Uh, that's kind of weird. I I will never get used to seeing those hands, those fingers. Yeah. Yep. No, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yes. Anyway. But I, but I used to go, uh, when I first started doing this, I started looking at my old uh, HQ, uh, uh, sorry, Sonic Fan Games HQ websites, and it was like, there's like an awards page that you used to do back in like 2000 where people would send you, you know, uh, just like, I've got like a Sonic Pandemonium says, uh, keep it up, sites don't uh, oh, get yeah. much cooler than this, <laughs> or like the THQ's side of the month, and this is like the worst JPEG compression and just like, I remember those, just yeah. awful sort of stuff. It's hilarious. Then uh, you had the, the Sonic Sight Awards, you know, with, uh, you know, TSS, the Sonic Stadium, and, and a few other sites getting together and hosting the, the, the SSAs. <laughs> I remember those times, yeah. You know, awful, awful banners and, and the icons for you to, to put on your main web page. Yeah. Uh, th- this is no better, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't do this. I found this online, and we, we've been we kept saying, uh, "Oh, yeah, you won the Sega Lounge seal of approval for like four years, and we didn't have anything." And so nice. I I went to to the interwebs and found this, and you know, just here's our seal of approval. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Arlen, thank you so much for for uh, taking the time to take part in our psychology challenge. Uh, before we go, we we have some 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 fun here chatting with you about your your projects. Um, so let's talk about your Patreon page. So you you have a Patreon. People can support yep. these blogs. Uh, would you like to tell us a bit about about that? Yes. Uh, so you can get to the Patreon. Uh, from patreon.com slash Arlan, R-L-A-N. Uh, so what the Patreon basically is used for is uh, to um, help support make uh, me keep making these vlogs. Uh, they obviously, uh, as based on this uh, conversation, they take a lot of my time. So, um, But I do enjoy doing them. So uh, by uh, supporting the Patreon, uh, I allow for access to the original 
uh, original assets that I use uh, for these. So that's like the original uh, scans that I do of these manuals, as well as the the as high res as possible assets for a lot of this stuff. Um, Tumblr only allows like a, there's a there's a maximum limit uh, mm-hmm. to the size um, that they allow. So sometimes, especially with ones like the the comic book stuff before. Uh, they're actually way higher res uh, if you uh, support me on Patreon and you can get them from there. Uh, I've recently just... It, it, I'm only making... I'm just making just over about 100 bucks on it uh, a month at the moment, but that's quite nice. Uh, and uh, I've started doing uh, little polls uh, of uh, stuff so that people can... Uh, my Patreons can poll for which art... Uh, which of these... Uh, Three games they want me to extract the artwork from uh, post it uh, as soon as it's done rather than when it's been posted on the blog. Uh, Right now I've got one going between uh, three NES games uh, Bionic Commando, Super C and Ninja Gaiden. Uh, So uh, you'll be able to support me on that. Uh, also, a lot of other, in terms of the Sonic stuff, I'm posting a lot of it as soon as it's sort of done. So, a lot of the things I've gone through recently are some of the novels and books uh, from the era. So, some of the adventure game books like Zone Ranger uh, and a few other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be posting any of the Sonic stuff that is done when it's done uh, through there. So. Uh, yeah, so support me if you like uh, what I do. Yeah, you should. So, uh, again, uh, what's what's the, the link? So, patreon.com slash Arlen. Is that it? Uh, you can also follow, I guess, uh, Sonic the Hedge blog uh, on Twitter under Sonic underscore Hedge blog. You can follow Game Art Archive at, the, at, at Game Art Archive and at Old Game Mags and uh, just follow all those different blogs. Uh, I hope they're really useful uh, in some way uh, or uh, show something which uh, may not have been thought of for years and years outside of uh, myself. Um, And just trying to find all the sort of weird little, especially on the Sonic uh, Hedgehog, just trying to find all the weirdest little things that uh, people haven't noticed forever. Yeah. At least I can tell you that this is very entertaining so if you're just wanting to have a good time go check out these blogs um, and if you're a Sonic fan you know Sonic the Hedge blog is the place for you but if you're just a video game fan in general go check out all three of them they're great fun uh, Arlen yep. would you like to talk about your current uh, you know industry your, your current you know video game developing adventures and what you're working on right now where people can find your work? Yes. So, um, uh, you can, uh, my latest, uh, games, are, um, uh, Doomsday Clicker, um, which you can go download on the iOS and Android stores. Um, uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I was the designer and, uh, art, uh, designer and writer for everything in that game. Um, also, uh, Rival Stars College Football. If you're into if you're into American football at all, um, I'm currently working on a new game which will be coming out in about a month, month and a half's time. Uh, 
which I'm doing a lot of the writing uh, for that one at the moment. So uh, I guess as well, uh, you can download, uh, if you want to see some of my really old stuff, you can go download Age of Zombies, uh, which they've done, uh, which we did an iPhone version of. Uh, as well, uh, well as uh, I think you can even get it on the PS. No, uh, you can get it on the Vita. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they made a Vita version yeah. of it quite late on, which was actually quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. That was done by uh, uh, Blit Studios, who did like the they did like a lot of the ports of like uh, Jet oh, yeah, Set Radio the, and the stuff. Spanish studio, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have like a at Halfrick. We actually. You uh, actually ended up hiring some of the guys from those, from them to use their technology. Um, mm-hmm. And when they came over, they had the they had a Jet Set Radio jumper uh, that I was a big fan of. They actually gave it to me, so now I have a really cool Jet Set Radio jumper. Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great stuff. So you know, people can find those games. Uh, I, I was actually checking out as you were. Speaking, I was checking out Doomsday, Doomsday, uh, Doomsday Clicker. Yes. Um, to be honest, me too. Yeah, and so it, but <laughs> actually, if you if you just uh, if you search for Doom, uh, the first you know uh, option, the first game that appears is Doomsday Clicker. So, you know, it's awesome. popular. It's popular. Uh, at least on on the iOS app store. That's what I'm checking. It's been quite fun, actually. Like it's only it's been out for just over a year now, but uh, it's fun to see how fast uh, uh, things can move in terms of uh, even people uh, actually seeing a lot of games coming out being inspired by it, mm-hmm. um, which is which is really cool for me because it means that I must have done something good, <laughs> w- yeah. worth uh, yeah. worth taking some stuff off, like. Um, mm-hmm. Any, game based any, off of off, there's a game based off of Office Space that's coming out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. A clicker that uh, looks very much inspired by uh, the sort of stuff we did. So mm-hmm. um, must have been must have done something good. Yeah. yeah. So any any plans on uh, doing something more PC or console oriented, or currently or just... TikTok does a lot of TikTok kind of does a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, at the moment, we actually do have. Uh, you might actually remember Pickpock doing. Uh, we did a game called Shatter. Oh yeah. Uh, back oh. on the PlayStation Three, under uh, we, we were called She. Oh. Okay. Or S I D H E. And I remember they the realized game, not that the company, no one could say yeah. or spell it. So. Yeah. No, but it was it was a game that no one remembers. Uh, well, people remember the name, the the game, um, but people never really read the knew what the how to spell or say the name of the company yeah <laughs> uh, and then once we started doing mobile stuff uh, when we did they did a flick kick football and a bunch of like really early uh, popular oh, iPhone games that I played that I played yeah I and played then since then uh, moved on to basically just doing a lot of mobile stuff but uh, we've also done we uh, we are looking at um, you know kind of anything depending on whatever the project is uh, we've done some VR stuff. Uh, we made a game on mobile called Into the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very popular. Uh, there's a VR version of that you can get. We've actually got... You can get Shatter on Steam. Uh, we're releasing... Uh, you can get uh, a game called Breakneck uh, which uh, on Steam at the moment, which was a which is a port over of an iPhone game, but it's in uh, early access at the moment on uh, Steam. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we're kind of trying a lot of other stuff. I'm trying to pitch other you know games of all sorts of stuff at the moment. So um, we'll see how we go. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. So for future projects. <laughs> so you said a while ago there's a project coming soon. Is there any kind of news you can share about it firsthand on the Sega Lounge? Not, not yet, because I'll get in trouble for it. But uh, if you uh, go <laughs> to uh, if you uh, go to the Pickfock uh, Facebook page, uh, you'll find a. We've just started uh, doing a uh, a hinting uh, at it. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, so uh, we'll see a little bit of it uh, very. We'll see a lot more of it very soon. It's uh, going to be quite cool to see. Uh, we're going to be hinting at the game and showing bits off it a lot earlier uh, than we normally would uh, for a lot of these projects. So that'll be fun. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Okay, so Arlen, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show for uh, spending some time with us on the Sega Lounge. Uh, all the best for your blogs and your, you know, professional endeavors as well. Um, you know, and maybe you can come back soon and talk about some more Sonic the Hedgehog uh, interesting posts and whatnot. And so, uh, by the way, if people want to send you stuff for, for your blogs, what should they do? Uh, they can go to um, their. Uh, uh, let's have a look. You can actually go to my. I do actually have my web, my uh, sort of portfolio website that I haven't actually updated for a while, but it's called uh, makesvideogames.com. Contact me at ryan at makesvideogames.com uh, to sort of get the point across. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So if you if you want to send. Arlen something for one of his blogs, you know, maybe a nice bit of information or some quality screen, uh, you know, scans of, of magazines or something, you know, just send him an email and uh, he'll he'll hook you up. Okay, Arlen, thank you so much again. We'll we'll leave everyone with uh, one of your uh, music requests for the show. So we'll have a great one right now from Jetson Ruby Future. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the Sega Lounge, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Now I'll start the melody on the organ.
week a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. This week, we'll be looking at Master of Darkness, a platformer released on the Master System in 1992. Due to its horror theme, the game was compared by many to Castlevania, and I find that to be half true. For me, personally, it felt like a cross between the classic Konami franchise and the Master System version of Ninja Gaiden. Not as fast-paced as the latter, mind, but it still reminded me a little of it. More to the point, it's a very good addition to the console's library and it's well worth a look. My first encounter with this game was in issue 37 of Sega Power magazine. It was reviewed in that issue and gained a respectable score of 76%. It certainly looked like a pretty cool game. I saw another review of it in Me Machine Sega and they were very pleased with it, giving it a score of 92. I'd never played a Castlevania game at the time, so when I heard this was very similar, I now wanted it for sure. It would take a while to get it though, my birthday in 1996 to be precise. I went to spend my birthday money after school and I had just enough to buy a nice big pile of games. Among those was Master of Darkness, which I couldn't wait to play after wanting it for so long, and I would not be disappointed either. The plot is your standard horror fare. It takes place in Victorian London and sees a city being plagued by various horrific murders. Into the equation comes Ferdinand Social, a paranormal investigator come psychologist who decided to put a stop to the terror. The trail first leads him to Jack the Ripper, but it soon becomes clear that there's a much bigger evil than him behind everything, none other than Dracula. Unfortunately, the Belmonts are down the boozer at the moment, so it's up to Social to stop the Count's evil doing this time. Thankfully, he's actually quite good in a fight for a psychologist. He starts with a knife, which has terrible range and even worse power, but can find better weapons by breaking various masks that float about the stages. These include axes, swords, and that old chestnut, a wooden stake. You can also collect projectile weapons that help you fight at a distance, but are limited in supply. The actual gameplay is standard platforming fare, set around five stages. Each is accompanied by some smart story screens and ends in a boss fight. The stages themselves are quite varied, with stage 1 taking place by the Thames, stage 2 in a haunted wax museum, yes, the wax, the wax statues do indeed come to life, and so on. It's nothing original here at all, but that hardly matters since it's a lot of fun to play. The controls are nice and responsive, while the challenge is definitely there. Even today I struggle to get off a third stage without cheats. Uh, there is indeed a cheat menu where you can do things like change the starting level and uh, gain invincibility, and I have beaten the game using it. However, beating the game legit, that's something I still really need to do sometime, and I really should honestly. Would I recommend Master of Darkness? Certainly. It's a very nice looking and sounding game for the system. Obviously, uh, atmosphere is hard to do on an 8-bit console, but this manages it very well. While the gameplay is very familiar, like I said before, a cross between uh, Castlevania and Ninja Gaiden, it's still very entertaining. Less frustrating than Castlevania 2, though still difficult enough to give you a challenge. I like this game a lot, and I'd say if you're a Castlevania fan you will too, especially as it's the closest the Master System ever got to its own game in the series. Memories of Sega 
the Sega Lounge. So I hope you enjoyed our show. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Arlen, a uh, great guy and great content creator. Go check out all his blogs, all his projects, his games. Uh, check out his Patreon page. So if you're listening to the podcast version of this uh, and not the live show, you can check out the podcast notes and we'll share some links there for different blogs for the Patreon page. And you su should support this guy because, you know, he's got lots and lots of scheduled posts on his different blogs, uh, bringing you some interesting content every single day. Yeah, so this was the Sega Lounge. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Next week, we'll be back with yet another guest. Uh, next week, we'll have... Uh, not to spoil, not wanting to spoil uh, everything, but we'll have someone from a company that's been, uh, you know, putting out different mega, new Mega Drive titles. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say for now. So if you enjoy playing indie um, Mega Drive games, you probably know this company. They're named after a fruit. And, <laughs> and they have a new game coming out very, very soon. So we'll be talking to those people uh, next week. Uh, you know, someone, something to look forward to if you're a fan of the Sega Lounge and if you're a fan of Mega Drive games released and developed by indie companies. Uh, with amazing soundtracks, by the way. Yes, so, uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out radiose.ga slash shows for the full lineup of uh, live shows on Radio Sega. Next up, we have Topical Resort with Viper. Yep, that's uh, our newest show. You can check it out tomorrow, Friday, at 7 p.m. Western Europe time or UK time. Uh, and afterwards, we'll have... Uh, Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy at 9pm so that's something to look forward to tomorrow Radio Sega Live bringing you the best live shows and of course we have several shows throughout the weekend the Sega Lounge will be back next week next Thursday at the same time of 8pm Western Europe time with a brand new guest uh, a brand new edition of News Desk and a brand new edition of Memories of Sega and who knows what else who knows what else I've been KC, this has been the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of this new season of the Sega Lounge. I will leave you with uh, a track requested by Arlan. Uh, he requested The Poets 2 from Streets of Rage 3. Enjoy, and I'll see you all next week. Bye!
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.